Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Scott Stevens. I am business consultant at Continuing Education and Workforce Training, and this is Sweet Talk. I'm here today with Braxton Beasley, the National Guard recruiter for Idaho State University. Braxton, maybe could you introduce yourself a little bit to let our listeners and audience know a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Uh, so my name is Staff Sergeant Braxton Beasley, and I am a recruiter for the Idaho Army National Guard and the ISU ROTC program up here on the ISU campus. So my main job is to recruit people into the National Guard and into the ROTC program. And uh, we do that by offering them benefits and uh, all of, like medical benefits and money to go to school, money to pay back your student loans and stuff like that. Right on. And adventure, right? Do you, Absolutely. Do you talk to your students about the adventure that they're going to have going into the National Guard? You bet. Right on. I, I was a Guard person as well, so I, I have a lot of respect for the National Guard. A lot of times when a recruiter will tell you it's it's only two weeks, or excuse me, it's two weeks a year, one weekend a month, but that, that one weekend a month, it's a commitment though. Like that one weekend a month is... Oh, absolutely. It it's usually <laughs> on the most inconvenient weekend and yeah. that two weeks a year is a... It's a challenge. Yeah, and really we say that it's more like two to three weeks in the summertime now oh, really? because uh, it just, it's more than two weeks, you know, and then just like you said, it's absolutely a commitment. So if you're any branch of the military that you're going to join, it's going to be a commitment. And so you definitely want to be ready for that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because you never know. Like I remember there was a big sign in Iraq. It said two weeks a year, my, never mind, but I, yeah, <laughs> but it was awesome. But Braxton, thanks so much. We're here to kind of talk a little bit about some of your about your experiences as in the National Guard, and also kind of the National Guard got involved in the construction combine, and that's something that we're really grateful to you guys for getting involved in. But let's just start off with you a little bit, like your um, experience in the National Guard, like what draw drew you into that, and that what's kept you going within it. So maybe to start with that, like what drew you into the National Guard? Uh, so I originally wanted to join the National Guard because my older brother was in the Guard. Oh. And then uh, they found out that they were uh, getting deployed, that they were going to go to Iraq. And uh, so they deployed to Iraq in 2010 and 11. Oh. And uh, so then I was graduated and everything, and I was like, man, I can't just let my brother go over there by himself. I mean, he's kind of accident prone (laughs) and everything. So, you know, I was like, I got to go with him. Uh And uh, so I went down and I told the recruiter, I was like, hey, here I am. Get me in. I want to be a 68 whiskey, and that's a combat medic. And then I want to be... Um, located there with my brother and everything so that if he gets hurt or anything like that and everything then I could be there to help him. Right on. Give him an IV. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever right it takes. On. Does that hurt brother? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, and so I joined as a 68 Whiskey and then uh, after that I was in for about uh, a little over two years and then I transitioned and I got a full-time AGR job. So a full-time active duty job with the National Guard. And uh, that was when I, be, uh, I changed MOSs or jobs 
and I became a 42 Alpha, which is a human resource specialist. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So then I worked at the battalion level uh, for about three years, and then I had an opportunity to transition and come over here into recruiting. And uh, so then I took that opportunity to come over here and work on the ISU campus and uh, work with you guys. Right on. Yeah. That's, wow. That's a lot going on. I want to kind of go back, though. You mentioned you joined the National Guard after you found out your brother was going to deploy. How were you able to get all that, that the timeline for that? Because usually, if I understand correctly, you have about eight weeks of basic training, and then you have another quite a few more weeks for your medical training and stuff like that. How were you able to fit all that in? That's, yeah, so, that's got to be some story there. Yeah, so it was 10 weeks of basic training and then 17 weeks of uh, AIT training to become a medic. Wow. And so uh, they got the Raging Bull text message and email about a year out. Oh. And okay. so then I had time to go over there and uh, get sworn in and everything and go to basic training and AIT and stuff like that. But... Um, the timeline and everything didn't quite match up with the deployment. So I was gone to basic and AIT while my brother was gone to Iraq. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> so, so you didn't get out there with Yeah, them. so I did not go to Iraq oh, with them. Oh, man. Uh, but I was in training the whole time. So, but your brother survived. He did. Survived yeah, right yeah, on. Yeah, he so came so he back safe chance, and sound. He didn't get a chance to give him an IV. Nope. Right on. Well, that's well, that's cool. I'm glad that you he got back. So, did you have an opportunity to deploy since then? Have you? Uh, so, I I haven't deployed to a combat zone, uh, but I did go on um, like a medical humanitarian mission over to Cambodia in 2013. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Wow. So, as a humanitarian mission. It was. Yeah, with the National Guard. Really? Yeah. Were you with this unit here in Pocatello, or was this something like? With it? Were you attached to another unit? I was attached to the unit in Boise. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with the 116th Cavalry Brigade. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so and tell us a little bit about this mission. I, I, I had never heard about this before. Huh? Yeah. yeah, so we do a lot of different missions uh, with a lot of different countries all over the world. Uh, so that one in particular was over in Cambodia. And we were over there with the Royal Cambodian Army. And my job was to go over there and teach the Royal Cambodian Army combat lifesaver skills. Oh. And then uh, we had other sections that had also gone over there with us. And uh, they were teaching them all of their skills. Huh. And so uh, we were over there and uh, we were, I was over there for, um, it was a little over 30 days. Oh. And uh, yeah, we were just over there teaching them all those classes and everything. And then they were teaching us about their culture. Mm. And uh, it was just, it was absolutely one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Really? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So what, did you have... Did you have an interpreter when you're talking with the Cambodians, or was it? Um, did they understand English, or how did that? How did your uh, communication work with them? We had to have interpreters, uh, but a lot of them like understood English a lot better than uh, what I had ever imagined. Hmm. And uh, but we did have to have a translator, um, especially when we were in the classroom and everything, and uh, was in there like giving our instruction and stuff like that. We definitely had to have uh, interpreters. Wow. So did you go out and? Because if I understand it correctly, Cambodia is kind of like a, a jungle type. Um, uh, environment. Did you get a chance to go out in the jungle with them and patrol or like do some training out there with them? Um, we got to go out into the jungle a little bit. and um, But then, of course, we always had the Royal Cambodian Army that was with us. And uh, they just kind of took us on tours around mm. and uh, stuff like that. But we didn't go on patrols necessarily with them. Uh, they just kind of toured us around. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned your brother. What, now, was he is he a medic as well or was a medic as well? Or was he part of a different um, unit and stuff? And did he go with you to Cambodia? Uh, so he did not go to uh, Cambodia with me that time. Um, but uh, he's a 13 Bravo, and that's a Canon crew member. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has been a 13 Bravo the entire time that he's been in. Oh, really? And uh, I want to say that he joined in 
2008. Okay. Yeah, so he's been in for a while, wow. and he is also an E6. Is he? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, and he's still in. He is. Really? Mm -hmm. So, you, do you guys, is there like a friendly competition between you guys, like on PT scores or like, you know, assessments, like uh, NCO, NCOERs and stuff like that? Is oh, yeah, absolutely. Right on. Yeah, there always is. And so, especially, um, it's, the main one is with rank, because he's been in longer than I have been, but we're the same rank. And so I always tell him all the time, you know, that uh, I'm like, oh, now I'm going to get my E7 before you, you know. And uh, so, yeah, we've done that forever. I can see that maybe Thanksgiving dinner is maybe can be kind of eventful. Is that is it a little eventful between you and he? Uh, it's always eventful in our house. Do you um, <laughs> do you guys have like different like rival football teams that you cheer for as well? Like um, not so much uh, for like sports teams and stuff like that and everything. It's just like healthy brotherly competition and stuff. You know. Right on. Would your mom say that same thing? Like when you have him in a headlock, right? Yeah, that part uh, she might not agree with as being not. so healthy, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, let me kind of get into a little bit like uh, kind of the, you know, the National Guard got involved with the construction combine and that, again, we're very grateful for that. Like you guys, I just kind of want to tell a quick story about that is that we we had planned out the entire um, construction combine and we were out doing our like terrain walk, if you will, or we were out there kind of like looking at the, the parking lot and then somebody's like, oh, what are we going to do about power? And we were like, Oh, <laughs> and somebody threw out the idea. What about the National Guard? And we, I, I, I don't know if we'd actually met before because, you know, my involvement in National Guard and ROTC and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But um, but we called up Braxton and we said, hey, this is, we, we could, you guys, we borrow your power generator <laughs> for yeah. a couple of days. And, and I, I want to just say, like, what happened, it wasn't like, let me check. It was. Yeah, absolutely you can. It was I mean it was really really responsive and we really appreciate that. But maybe you could maybe tell the story from maybe from your point of view and then also kind of why you guys have gotten involved with the construction combine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, when we, when you very first approached me about uh, getting involved in the construction combine, um, I hadn't been a recruiter very long and uh, I was pretty new to up here on the ISU <laughs> campus and stuff. And so I was also very grateful and everything to just be um, getting my name out there and getting involved with all the different programs on campus because that is ultimately what I want to do uh, up here on the campus. I want the ROTC program and the National Guard to be involved in anything and everything that we can be up here. And so when you guys wanted us to be involved in this construction combine and you started talking to me about it, and you were telling me about how all these young kids and everything were going to come over there. And it wasn't even just for young kids. It was for anybody yeah. and everything that anybody could come over there and do this. And it was an opportunity for them to learn a skill that was going to help them for the rest of their lives. I was like, man, like this absolutely sounds like a job and everything that uh, or a program that the National Guard wants to be involved in, you know, because the National Guard is so involved in our community and that's oh, why wow. they call us citizen soldiers mm -hmm. and so in my mind it was just a no-brainer to be involved in the program and everything and i was honored that you reached out to me oh, really? and yeah i was i was absolutely more than happy to go over there and uh get everything set up and you know do all the paperwork and everything or whatever <laughs> so that we could be there and uh you know been there every year Ever since, since. Yeah, yeah it's been huge and like the um and I, not only like that stemmed it like in other National Guard units, but as we rolled the construction combine throughout the state, other National Guard units followed your lead and said, hey, we want to be involved. 
And it was kind of cool. Like some of them had had some hangups that you, because of what you were able to do, we were able to hey, this is why we should be involved in this, and you know, freedom up to do that. And so, absolutely, it's pretty cool. Like you're a trail, you're a trailblazer, whether you whether you know or like that or not. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> well, I couldn't have done it without you guys. So, yeah, right. yeah no, it was uh, it was great for me too because um, when my chain of command came to me and they were like, so why should these other units be involved in this? You know, I was. I was already ready and everything because uh, the whole program and everything speaks for itself. And uh, it was it was too easy to defend our position and everything to be able to provide the generator and all that kind of stuff and everything, the tents and oh, yeah, yeah that, just anything. That was huge. Those tents were huge. Like um, we kind of had some wind, some wind problems like yeah. that night, like we probably should have buckled those down, but those yeah. wind, yeah, like, we got better. <laughs> we got there the next day there. You know, yeah, we had well, we to like, figure that out. Yeah, we learned yep. exactly. And but those were huge. Those tents, those because uh, that second day, the the, um, the second time, second construction combine we did, like those tents. I mean, the the weather that second day was crazy. It was like snow, sleet, and we could get yeah. the kids in there. So and cold. In there. <laughs> I think I think surely like our the lady was checking kids in when they were coming. Back. I think she has like a. Like a shrine to you or something. Yeah. <laughs> and Annie, I saw like yeah. all of the the heaters and everything yeah. inside there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are huge. And yeah, you guys just brought those in. Like you know, we brought you brought in that great big uh, um, trailer and with that with your truck and stuff. And we got those out and it was cool. We got a lot of the kids that were involved or a lot of the participants involved to help us set it up and take it down at the end. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you know, I, I like what you said about you know your citizen soldiers. That that's something that. I think, and that we kind of have this, like, I guess, uh, overlap with the construction combine and, and the National Guard, where, yeah, a lot of the same people that are involved in the construction combine are probably wanting to look into the National Guard. I know as a, as a kid, I was intrigued by it. I was intrigued by the adventure of, of going into the Army and the National Guard and stuff. But, um, but yeah, t talk a little bit about, like, the citizen soldier kind of mantra of the National Guard and how that kind of, you know, again, fits, dovetails into what we're doing with the construction combine. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the, you know, the citizen soldiers, you know, when people hear that phrase, they're, they, you know, they ask, like, what that really means. And what that really means to me is that we are here in our community. So we join the Army. You know, we all wear the same uniform and everything, and we... Uh, we all go to the same basic trainings. We all go to the same job trainings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but really, the National Guard are for those people that are very family-oriented and that uh, love their community. You know, because uh, after we go and we get trained on all of our jobs, we come back here and then we use all of that knowledge and all of that experience and that leadership experience and everything that you just learned to bring that back into your community. And I know that with the construction combined, those uh, everybody that's coming in there, you know, they're there to learn a skill, and they're learn to they're, they're there to learn how to get a job, you know, in those trade schools and like those trade jobs and stuff like that. And uh, those jobs absolutely reflect directly into the National Guard. We have people that we can send, you know, jobs and everything that we send them to and everything to get trained on how to do all of those things as well. Mm -hmm. And so, in fact, there was a. I think there's two of the construction combines 
that uh, I showed up and there were National Guard soldiers and everything that were there participating oh, really? in the construction convoy. Oh, were the guys that you had like, signed up to be involved in? Yeah. That's awesome. Yep, and then they awesome. were there just getting more training and more yeah. education. And maybe getting more opportunity to find a, a, a employment and stuff like that. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times like a National Guard guy, he has to, I mean, National Guard is a part-time job and I mean, in it every is. respect, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's got, sometimes he's looking for a job that's flexible in the sense or that he can maybe, um, yeah, work with other people to where, yeah, I don't know, when I was in the National Guard, we had a lot of guys that were contractors and stuff because they owned their time. Absolutely. They could kind of determine what they needed to do. Yeah. And you know what's an interesting thing, Braxton, is that well, I, I deployed to Iraq and I was around National Guard units when I was out there. And a lot of those National Guard units had a lot more success with the mission at that time than some of the, the regular army units because, because of what you were just talking about. They had these skills that they knew how to construct and build buildings. They knew how to like, you know, work with people on an everyday basis rather than like as an army unit, like I was in the 82nd Airborne and really mostly what we did was train to, you know, go in on an assault and, you know, <laughs> cause mayhem and death. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, not to, not <laughs> yeah. to make light of that situation, but but a lot of, the, again, the National Guard guys were citizens. You know, they they understood nation building and how to help people and, and grow communities and stuff. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of neat, again, like how a lot of this kind of all just kind of comes together. To work together to help yeah. us to become better. Well, and you just said it too, is that, uh, you know, they have the opportunity to go over there and they learn that specific job set uh, for the military. Mm -hmm. But then in their civilian life, they have the opportunity to learn and do anything that they want mm -hmm. outside of that one weekend a month and the two to three weeks in the summertime. Absolutely. And, and that, uh, yeah, again, I think, yeah, you get a chance to be in the community, make that community better, but then you also are being, you also, are, you can defend that community. Right. Absolutely. With, you know, I mean, both, you know, when it comes to bombs and bullets, but also like National Guard, you guys, you mentioned you went on a humanitarian, but I mean, National Guard gets called out to fight fires. They get called out to. Yeah, to for floods, floods, hurricanes, anything. Yeah. Have you had any of those opportunities? I know they, a lot of we get a lot of snow up in some of the higher points in Idaho mm -hmm. and like the, there's always fires going on. Have you had an opportunity to be involved in any of that? I did. Yeah. So um, it was shortly after I came back from basic and AIT. I was in uh, an E3, which is a PFC. And uh, I was I volunteered to go and help fight fight, uh, fight the fires that are over in Salmon. Oh, really? Yeah, that they were those big ones and everything a few years back uh -huh. and everything. But yeah, uh, we were called up to go over there and help with those. And wow. yeah, we absolutely went over there and helped. Right on. Was so how was that experience like being deployed in your own state? Um, it was different for sure. And uh, Salmon is a beautiful area. And uh, so when we were over there, uh, we were security. So like we were doing like security, we were blocking off roads and stuff like that and everything. Um, and then, you know, anything that we could do to help the firefighters and everything that were going over there mm -hmm. and stuff. But uh, that was our main job was security. Cool. And uh, but it was it was a different experience and uh, it was a great one. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Well, we're kind of coming close to the end of our time. But like I want to just ask you, like we've kind of talked a little bit about like all of the different things you've been involved in the National Guard and like the involvement of National Guard in, in the construction combine. But tell us, maybe lead us out with like the your most favorite experience, something that's funny or most memorable, something you know, something that you experienced in the National Guard or you know just being involved in it that, and be kind of specific about your story if you could. Just what again, I guess what was your most memorable experience so far in the National Guard? Um. So my most memorable experience, um, it would be every single time that uh, I go to annual training or every single time I go to a military school of any kind. 
like an NCOES school or a job training school, anything like that. Um, every single time that I go and every single annual training that I've ever been to, um, you know, a lot of people, they say that you have to go through the suck and everything in order to <laughs> like... Brace the suck. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and um, you go through that with the people to the left and to the right of you, your battle buddies. And uh, when you go through all of that together, you create friendships and like that camaraderie that uh, you just can't find anywhere else in the world. And uh, I know from my personal experience of like every single school that I've ever gone to with the military is that when you show up there, you don't know any of these people. They are from all over the United States. And uh, by the end of that first day, all of you guys could go out and everything and just hang out and, yeah, and talk true. as if you've known each other forever. That's true. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's so true. That is, I, you know, that's cool that you mentioned that because, yeah, that is probably one of my favorite things too about my time yeah. in service is all the awesome people that I had the opportunity to rub shoulders with. And, and you still talk to them yeah, today, yeah, don't you? Yeah, you know, yeah, I have a friend, he's in North Carolina, yeah. you know, he'll text me or we'll you know, get on a phone call or whatever and, yeah, they're yeah. awesome. And, yeah, you, that's exactly what you said. I think that is the best part. Well, thank you so much, Bractons. We're out of time. Um, we're at the end of our sweet talk, but I think this was a sweet talk. And uh, <laughs> we really, again, are grateful to Braxton for your service to our country, for your help in the Nash, uh, in the construction combine. And we wish you the best going forward in your career. We, I mean, Sergeant Major, is that maybe in the... Oh, I don't know. That's way down the that's line. That's way down the line, but maybe start <laughs> yeah, a major down maybe. there. Maybe. Who knows? Right on, or cross over the dark side to the officer corps. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Braxton, if uh, people want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Yeah, so you can reach out to me. Um, I'm up here on campus. I'm over in Garrison Hall. I'm on the bottom floor of Garrison Hall in room Bravo 1. And then my phone number is area code 208-589-5655. And I'd love to hear from you guys. If you want a good adventure and a a cool opportunity, cool experience, like it's a commitment, but National Guard is is an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Well, and thank you, Scott, for uh, this opportunity and everything. And thank you for your service as well. Thank you. Thank you. Continuing education, workforce training, SWEET, is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is ctrain.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372.